And we're live! Hello everyone! Welcome to court case number 45, Survivor Michigan fans versus the editor of this past episode, Ian. With our candidate on trial is Ian, the editor of Survivor Michigan. Hi, Ian. How's it going? How's uh, it going? Ha happy to be here. How do you plead in this case on... Well, what is what the you call what it? is the charge? What is the what am I pleading to? What's this case? Overhype? Overhype? No, no, no. Not overhype. That's the wrong I, word. I, I plead What's not guilty. Blue ballsing the audience. There we go. That's the right word. A blue ballsing the audience over results that we needed. I mean, I suppose I suppose in that case I would have to plead guilty, but um, <laughs> you know, I I have my I have my reasons and I'm happy to to go more in depth on as to why I decided to do it this way. Yeah. So for you, for anyone who doesn't know, first off, why are you watching this review? Second of all, the most recent episode of Survivor Michigan, episode six. Great episode, by the way. Thank you. Not uh, everyone ended, agrees. So, you know, that's that's good to hear. Ended in a cliffhanger where we got an amazing challenge, a twist a lot of what I'm going to call strategy. And then right before tribal starts, it's when we get a to be continued. Everyone's favorite thing to watch when they're watching a series. So I think the first question is, what made you want to make this a two-parter? Well, um, uh, a couple different reasons. One of them was that I had always wanted to do a straight up cliffhanger in Survivor Michigan. Um, since going back as far as season two, I always wanted to do it. I thought it'd be something, I thought it'd be something exciting and different to do because, um, I find that the, the regular pace of like, you know, a survivor episode, if every episode is the same and you always know what to expect, then you can't really like surprise anybody if everyone knows what to expect every episode. And, um, yeah, in terms of like storytelling and just dramatic stakes, I think that when you've set up something that you always expect to happen to like rip it away at the last second, you know, some people called it cruel and some people were very upset by it. And I get that when you expect, you expect a conclusion, but the conclusion's coming in just one week. You know, it's not, it's not like I, it's going to be forever or years and years of a wait. Um, and I thought it was a very exciting and dramatic thing to do. And this tribal in particular, um, there are so many different ways it can go. There's so many different variables up in the air that part of me thought that it would be better to give people time to, to work through what all is happening because there was a number of people watching it live who seemed, who were pretty confused by the end, I think, and probably needed to rewatch it a little bit to, to like fully grasp all the different agendas and, and schemes within schemes that are happening here. So it seemed like, you know, it could be a good idea to give people time to like really t get their grasp around the different things that are attempted to happen here before we see how they all kind of collide and what actually ends up. Um, in addition to that, the way that the next episode, some of it has to do with stuff that happens in the next episode that I can't really say yet. But thematically speaking, there is something that happened at this tribal council that I felt really needed to be in the next episode, not this episode for um the overall storyline and i think that'll make a lot more sense once the next episode is out um and i'll be happy to like to openly say what that is you know in like two or three days time after episode seven comes out but um there were specific specific reasons that i really wanted um the tribal in the next episode 
to be with the rest of the content for that episode. So I thought it worked thematically. I thought it worked better for a couple of the storylines. I thought that the fallout from this tribal works better if you've just immediately watched it. Um, and I also, it was just something that I had always wanted to do. And I think the cliffhangers are a really exciting thing when I was younger reading stories or like watching shows and stuff. It's, it's like an infuriating thing, but it's also really exciting to have that happen and to not be expecting it. And there's no way to do a, like a cliffhanger in survivor Michigan um, for where you weren't expecting it, except to do something like this, basically. Um, there was other spots I debated doing it, but I thought this was by far the best choice to do it. Um, yeah. And originally there was a point where I was going to give this episode, episode six and episode seven, the same title and literally call them like part one and part two. Um, but I decided not to do that because um, that would have required putting the cliffhanger in a slightly different spot, which I didn't end up wanting to do. So that again, I can explain that at a later date but there i think that there are parts of it that will be more clear after next episode i think some people will still be annoyed by it and obviously obviously you know i read the discord i read all the youtube comments and stuff and um i saw some of the choice words people had for me and you know i i, I do want to reiterate that i don't take i don't take any of it personally and i i appreciate actually that people care enough about the show to give it like serious criticism that like when it does something they don't like they feel comfortable saying it and saying I hated this, I don't like this, because the audience is ultimately a part of the viewing experience. And um, uh, there won't be another cliffhanger. So it's not like this is going to convince me not to do it again, because there isn't any plans to do it again. Um, and this is like the last season I'm editing anyways. But uh, maybe future Spire Michigan editors will like lean away from it or lean into it based on based on um this kind of feedback. And so I appreciate all the feedback and I hope people still feel comfortable the rest of the season criticizing the show as much as they want to, because I think that is an important part of like consuming art. And if you're willing to put something out there, you have to accept there will be some criticism. So I knew it was going to be a controversial choice and I'm, I don't have any problem on a personal level with people having a big issue with it because I knew people were going to have an issue with it. So well, the one thing in this season that's not been taken personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't take any of the any of people's complaints about the editing and stuff personally. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to edit every episode. There's a lot of different ways to edit this episode. And this episode definitely made some controversial choices, and I totally get that. You already had about an hour into the episode. You think you're going to tribal, and there's already been this, you know twist that no there's still way more there's this whole sarah and jackson plan there's a whole nother plan involving kevin and adam and all of this and so you know i get that it can it can come across as uh, a bit much but that is kind of what this week was it, this week was a bit much there was really no other way to to do it yeah people were complaining that the premiere was two hours long and now they're complaining that this episode was not two hours long. It's like you can never make them happy. <laughs> right, exactly. People, some people were like, there was plenty of time for the tribal. Like, you know, we could have just gone to another two hours. And I was like, I mean, I guess we, it wasn't done for timing though. Like that, I will say it had nothing to do with the timing. There was, if I had wanted to put the tribal into this episode, I could have found a way to make that work. Yeah, That's if you wanted a two hour episode, you would have made one. 
yeah as i already did for the premiere so it's not like i'm afraid of doing that i think at this point it's pretty clear that i'm comfortable with these episodes being very long even though i understand that that might not be everyone's cup of tea um this is a really complicated story and to do it justice i felt like these are the run times i've been happy with i'm happy with like where these these episodes have turned out for the most part yeah and if you guys think it's too long just skip the people you don't care listening to it's what i do <laughs> whoa 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 don't do that i could never advocate for that there's lots of scenes that like seem unimportant until you get later in the season and realize it was very important you know Ah, one of those Easter egg scenes. Yeah, it's not like we're waiting also 10 months for the final of a season. No, people in the Survivor Michigan group chat were joking. They were like, Ian, what if you made this the mid-season finale? And it had been like, all right, next episode is, you know, six months from now or something. They were like, would you have, would you have, you know, been just in a bad spot? Still trying to remember everyone's names. That's a lot of people. This well, not It really is a lot of people. It's All-Stars. It is a lot. Yeah, of people. twenty-one people. <laughs> and you wanted to make it twenty-five. I did. If it had been up to me, it would have been even more, just because I felt bad cutting people. But ultimately, the show probably would be worse if it had been twenty-five, because I had enough trouble fitting twenty-one people in. I can't really imagine having to ha- fit even more. But. And we wouldn't have the big drama of episode three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. We would have a different <laughs> drama. But yeah, someone wouldn't find drama. But uh, yeah, see something. But there was oh, a lot yeah. of people and... unhappy with the cliffhanger. I understand. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind it. I just don't. Well, and actually, don't like cliffhangers. But I wasn't like this ruined the episode. I was more like, damn it, I want to know now. It's just me being impatient. Yeah, and you know, like I had some people who were saying to me, like, it just doesn't feel like a Survivor episode to have a cliffhanger. It just doesn't feel like Survivor. And, um, you know, my thing with that is that this it Survivor Michigan isn't quite Survivor. Like, it is a slightly different thing, ultimately. It is slightly different than the real show. Like, the gameplay is similar, and obviously it's called Survivor, and there's aspects that are similar. But to a large degree, the show itself is a very different thing at this point. And um, that was always one of my goals, was for it to not just be, like, a straight ripoff of Survivor and to do different things with the stories than they have done or that other college survivors have done was to make it feel like its own thing. And um, I hope that we've accomplished that. I think, I feel like that's especially clear this season that it's, it's really trying to operate on its own terms as its own kind of show. Yeah. The game survivor and the show survivor are two completely different things. I've always said that mainly with people saying they know how to play survivor. I'm like, no, you know, the show, not the game. Yeah, I mean, there is, yeah, there's that, that, there is definitely that aspect as well. Yeah, I also, um, I also watched the challenge, I used to watch the challenge a lot back when it was good, and they used to do this thing where they end every second episode on the cliffhanger, and you're just like, for God's sake, hurry up and just show me who goes goes home. Yeah, I mean, again, if you did it every episode, then it would know, it would be, it wouldn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. So, like, that's another reason I wouldn't do it again, was just because you don't do the same gag twice, you do a different gag. And if, if people started expecting there to be cliffhangers, then the cliffhanger wouldn't surprise them. And when you can no longer surprise people is when you should stop telling the story, you know? Yeah. And so with this all-star season, I was like, I'm pulling out every last idea I've ever had for editing a survivor episode. I'm, I'm, it's like everything in the kitchen sink. I'm, I'm using every 
every idea that I've ever had is in this season, basically. And after that, I'll be out of ideas and I'll be done. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of gags, we find out a gag this episode is that in this tri well, the next tribal that's coming up, two people are going home, but not in the traditional way. The top two, the 10 people that are going to tribal and whoever the top two boat scares are, are both going home. That's right. Yeah. Now, I kind of don't believe this. Oh, you don't believe it? <laughs> Interesting. Well, but Only we always tell you the truth on Survivor Michigan. We've never lied to you. So why would you not believe something that we say? Listen, I'm taking a book out of Jackson's. I don't trust production. I just... Now, I watch too much Survivor. Specifically, I also watch a lot of Australian Survivor. And they do this twist a lot. Or a twist where it's like, we're sending people home. It's a joke. They're just heading to Redemption Island. Slash doing a challenge to see who goes home. So that's what I kind of think is happening. I think the top two vote-getters are going to like go to like an exile and like fight each other. Not physically. And whoever wins comes back into the game and whoever loses goes home. Interesting. Interesting. I could be wrong because I even Googled like, okay, when was this film? When did this uh, episode was filmed? And what was the most recent Survivor season, US and Australian? And... I believe Edge of Extinction was the most recent season at the time. And Island of the Idols was coming out while we were filming this. Yeah, because I remember... I'm not um... clear with Australian. Although I'm pretty sure that Australian, like their first... Have they done an all-star season already? Yeah, but All-Stars didn't happen when you guys were filming your All-Stars. Okay. I remember there was some kind of Australian season happening around the time, but maybe... Yeah, yeah it was like Chancellor's Contenders 2, and it was just finishing up when you guys were around this point. Yes, I googled the dates. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, I guess we'll have to see. This twist, for me, I brought it brought a lot of really interesting drama, and it gave a lot of opportunities to people who were more on the bottom of the game, and that, to me, is a good kind of twist. Um I don't like twists that benefit people who are already in power. I think that to make like a good twist is one that helps the people who have less power in the game and makes it more interesting. And so to me, this is a good twist because um, it led to a lot of drama. And I do think it gave a lot of opportunity to people who otherwise might not have had it in a straightforward vote. Two tribes go to tribal, one person gets voted out. I think you very easily just see somebody, somebody on the bottom go home. Yeah, and they also, two tribes go to tribal, each of them vote one of them off. It may have been more, it may have also been interesting with seeing how the tribes that did lose were. So, just to back at the beginning, speaking of taking things personally, we say goodbye to Aaron. Uh, people are wondering why Adam's crying. Sam makes a hit list. We get introduced to the best character ever, Darlene. Oh, yes, Darlene. We love Darlene. Yes, uh, the real Survivor Michigan winner. Yes, for more Darlene, check out the the episode six bonus bonus content, which should be dropping later today. <laughs> so, and before we get to the one of the best challenges of all time, we get kind of hints to a Sam versus Cooper war in the future, sort of like a Rob Russell hands, but with yeah, sort of like a Rob Russell hands type war. Or... Interesting. I'm trying to think. Yeah, so I mean, Sam and Cooper players. have been in an interesting spot this whole game, where they've both kind of been leading different sort of alliances, um, but they're both big threats, and they both 
don't necessarily it's it's possible that the world isn't big enough for the two of them and um sam is starting to realize that in this episode near the beginning when he comes to find out from megan that cooper really had a pretty large role in sam almost going home um uh this is back in episode three obviously when cooper told aaron and dylan that megan and jackson were dating and that sam told him this and kind of suggested they use this information to get megan to flip which is ultimately what ended up happening and now sam is trying to repay cooper in kind by attempting to straight up take him out of the game and uh we'll have to see if that works out for him or not yeah we'll just have to see next week and also before the challenge this is kind of something i kind of want to talk about leia's reasons on why she hates survivor and just her entire game in general. So she hates the game because she doesn't... Because the game ensues building relationships just to break them in the end. Which I do kind of get. I don't know where I'm going with this conversation. I knew I wanted to complain about yeah. it. But... I mean, I, there's been a lot of people out there I've seen, you know, who haven't been a huge fan of Leia's uh, strategy thus far. Um, I think that part of it is that it is just who Leia is and she like Aaron to a degree there are people who can separate the game from real life and there are people who don't feel comfortable doing that and there are people who don't believe that the game is separate from real life and if you play a survivor mini or something you know or even like an org with a bunch of people you don't know it's easier to make that separation but if you're playing a game for a hundred days an entire semester and the game never stops not when you're out at parties with your friends not when you're you know having people overnight when you're going out for drinks and all these people a lot of them are really close friends so to a degree I, I think that there is a point to be made that the game has become these people's entire lives it consumes every part of their lives including you know their relationships there's people dating in the game there's people who are best friends in the game and there's people who have been friends for years and um if you know that playing survivor is an important thing to them to vote them out is it not some kind of serious betrayal um and I think that there's people who are, there's different lines, different people are willing to cross. And that's kind of what this season is ultimately all about is who is willing to do what and what do you need to be willing to do to win ultimately? And is it worth it in the end if you do, you know, um, are there lines that if you cross them and win the game, uh, would it be, have been better if you hadn't or vice versa? And uh, are there things you wish you had done that you didn't out of loyalty? that could have helped you win and you didn't do them. And those are all the different questions that we're examining on this season as it, and as it gets deeper and deeper in, I think that, uh, well, we already have seen some examples of it with Will and Kevin and uh, with Megan and Jackson. And certainly we're starting to see how it wears on other people like Leia and Lucy at the end of this episode says something similar that, you know, it's, she has been playing the game in, in a not emotional way, but now come to find out a lot of her close friends in real life are blindsiding her, planning to vote her out. And it does hurt. It does hurt. So, you know, we'll have to see how all these people deal with it. But I think that's, that would be my defense of uh, Leia's strategy so far. Some of the things she's expressing, but uh, I mean, as you see, Sam doesn't like that at all. And he doesn't, he doesn't really take to what she's saying. And so we'll have to see, we'll have to see what comes of that. Yeah, I guess um, it's one of those situations where, like, if you haven't experienced it, you will not understand it. Like, I haven't played a college survivor, barely played any orgs, so I don't know this whole get voted up by your friends thing. 
So that's probably why I'm like, oh, stop talking about your friends. Why did you sign up to the show already? And then part of me is also like, well, it's not like you're bothering to make new connections with these people you never met. You're just sticking with the people you already know. Uh, I mean, who are we saying that about? You're saying that about Leia? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily accurate. I mean, Leia and Emily B weren't very close friends before the game. And uh, they're in a tight alliance now at this point. And um, there's other people like that as well. Will is another good example of someone Leia was really close with. He got voted out, but um, I don't think that it's that she's unwilling to make those connections. I think because she is a smart player and is a strategic player to a degree and wants to be doing those moves. But it's that the connections she did come in with, she might be less willing to sever those than other people. Like a, like a Cooper or a Sam who are seemingly much more willing to cut anybody at any time if it will get them farther ahead, you know? I mean, Cooper and Sam are obviously close friends in real life as well, but we see that that doesn't stop Sam whatsoever from coming after Cooper this episode or Cooper going after Sam in the previous episodes. I guess it's all based on how you view the game and whether you can separate it or not. Right. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, I'm glad that it would be a boring show, I think, if every character had the same point of view on this, you know? So... Diff, you know, the audience is going to take to it different ways, and some people are going to find Leia's strategy really abhorrent. Some people are going to find it enjoyable. Some people probably think that Cooper or Sam or Jackson's strategies aren't good. It, it all just depends, and I think it's a good thing to have a diversity of strategies in a game like this. Yeah, we don't want to all just game bot people. Right, Imagine exactly. Imagine a game with nothing but Coopers and Sams. The world yeah, it'd be boring. You need, you need some emotional players to stir the pot and make it dramatic, you know? Yeah, we need some Leia's, some Aaron's, some... Who's another emotional player? Some Kevin's, some Will's. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So with that, we get to everyone's favorite challenge, not before we get another tribe swap. And we're back to three. Yeah. We just missed all that so much. Yeah. And we forget it because so much other crazy stuff happens in this... uh in this episode, but the, the tribe swap back to three was also a pretty shocking moment. I think that most people didn't seem to be expecting. Yeah. So what made production do the back to three tribes and also this two people go at one tribal twist? I mean, we wanted to do some kind of double tribal type thing because it was made for such good TV in season three with the, uh, the rocks tribal. And so it had been something that we've done in survivor Michigan that season and we felt like we could bring it back and do it in a slightly different way so it wasn't exactly the same um and we also liked the idea that with the merge coming up you could kind of force people to start playing the merge early by doing a twist like this and now it's kind of already this is kind of like the first merge vote in a lot of ways people are already thinking about the merge in terms of what kind of moves they want to make um as for the three tribes we just never, we didn't want to stay in any one set tribes for too long in this season. We didn't want to lead to um, any one group really, really having power for too long in the tribe portion of the game. And um, personally, I'm glad we did this because I think both tribes, well, no, I, if a uh, new Sangria had gone back to tribal, it would have been very interesting. If new Pawnee had gone to tribal, Kevin would have just been voted out. So, um, I mean, maybe something else happens, but I think it's highly likely Kevin is voted out in a pretty boring slash even maybe unanimous fashion. New Sangria would have yeah, been more interesting. Um, it's it's kind of hard to say what would have happened there because Sarah and Nick and Bree were, to my knowledge, their plan in weakening uh, 
Aaron and Jackson's group and flushing Jackson's idol was to flip back the next week and work with Jackson. And that's why they saved him. So uh, it would be interesting to see what happened there, but in the grand scheme of things, I'm glad we did it this way because again, it just mixes people up again. And I don't have, I don't know. I thought it was a good decision, but some people might've preferred we stayed in one tribe or two for longer. No, I like the I like the one that went back to three. Try and swap after every challenge. <laughs> I, I'm not totally opposed to that, but it would make for some. Uh, no, I am opposed to that. I am opposed to that. You need at least a couple of votes in the tribe. Yeah, well, I've only seen that done once, but to be fair, it was like a cast of fifteen, and it was like vote tribe swap, vote merge. <laughs> Yeah, we like to keep you know the players on their toes as well. We don't want them to see what's coming, and can't so, let them get comfortable. No. Speaking of doing things, getting uncomfortable, the scavenger hunt. What were some of these challenges? Shave your head, get a tattoo. Yeah, again, it's a. This season is about how far will you go. You know, this is not just the regular scavenger hunt from season two. Back then it was like, oh, kissing under the arch. What a huge deal. That's small potatoes. All of these people would do that. But who's willing to go the extra mile? Who will shave their head for a survivor? Who will get a tattoo, a permanent tattoo, you know, for a survivor? And, you know, how far will you go? That's that's what this challenge is all about. Will you do a bear crawl, the bear crawl around the entire track, four laps? Which... Has now been proven that it is possible, so there you go, Dale. <laughs> it is possible, yeah. But uh, only Andrew successfully completed it. No one else was able to do it. Because they didn't even try. <laughs> yeah, Sam tried, and I believe Kevin tried as well, and they both gave up. They were like, this, is, this can't be done. So it is possible, but... I would get a survivor tattoo. I would not shave my head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I would rather shave my head. Like, hair grows back. At least mine is currently growing back, knock on wood. But, like, getting a tattoo, it's, it's a very permanent thing. So, you know, I, th- I feel that uh, Adam d- totally deserved to win that challenge for, for doing that for his tribe. Yeah. Hands down to Adam. Massive amount of respect. And that's stuff that I would vote for a winner to do. Like he shaved his head for this game. Yeah. He got permanent ink on his body, which I don't know what's wrong with Bailey. That was a cool tattoo. Yeah. Oh no, I agree. I think it was cool as well. If I were to get a Michigan related one, I'd either get check your emails somewhere. (laughs) Check your emails. (laughs) That would probably be one I do, or I think an obvious one would be dogs going to eat. That would be good as well, yeah. I mean, speaking of that, this challenge is also a great opportunity to bring back a lot of our favorite players who, you know, didn't get a chance to be on All-Stars. So we got to have really... Or didn't want to be. So, you know, we got some fun cameos from the winners. We got Camila. We got Lavana, Nikolas. We got a bunch of fan favorites back for one last go around. This look... Lavana doesn't know what a confessional is. I'm convinced that... She, there's like a twin. Lavana's a twin. And there's the twin that played Survivor, and then there's the one who didn't play. And we just keep seeing the one that didn't play. <laughs> that would be there was that would explain it. Lavana definitely doesn't have the strongest uh, memories of her time memory. playing Survivor. That's for sure. I won't say her memory in general, but definitely playing Survivor. She doesn't really remember doing it. It's like a fever dream. Yeah. 
And we got to see a lot. We got to see all the winners. Dylan again. Yeah, who was your favorite? You who was your favorite to see? Um, trying to think. Who do I actually? Uh, I don't want to admit this, but Dale was hilarious. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But Dale, Dale gets a lot of Dale gets a little bit too much hate from certain corners of the fan base, and and I think that uh, I think that Dale deserves his credit because he is hilarious. Yeah, he is. He grew on me throughout the season. I was one of those people that constantly complain in the comments. I never complained about the editing. I only complained about the cast. <laughs> Fair enough. That's good. That's good. Um, I think the most surprising would probably be Angela because she's still around. Yeah, she's still I around. Thought she, I thought she'd be one of those people that just did Survivor and then faded in the back, not faded in the background, just like was never seen again. Nope. I mean, well, she wasn't like super involved really, but she was still on campus and was still available for people to talk to. And I think another cool thing was just like the whole Sarah Avery and Camilla meeting because it's like yeah that's very fun it's that's very that's big like it's big like um like Avengers crossover energy like yeah you know you know it's when very... else are we gonna get a Sarah Avery and Camilla meeting so yeah it's like very Marvel just like oh it's like they're you're in the same universe but not in the same world <laughs> yeah that's exactly right yeah. Also, these reasons on why these people lost. Some of them were legit, and then some were just like, eh, should have <laughs> seduced Jackson more. <laughs> I got beat out by Megan of all people. That's what you say. Yeah. I mean, that was part of Camilla's strategy. She was trying to seduce Jackson at one point, and it didn't work, so maybe if she like had tried everyone, harder. Yeah, it's like everyone on her tribe was either gay, older, or in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. That was Wait, no, I don't think there was any guy on her season that she could have flirted with because they were either um, older in a relationship or gay. Yeah, I mean, it would have been like Jackson. I think all of the other guys in that season were either in a relationship or gay. Yeah. yeah or, I guess so you could have flirted with Tom. I'm not sure what Tom's relationship status was at the time. Oh, yeah, Tom. <laughs> so she could have gone with Tom, I guess. But I'm not sure yeah. how the game uh, so <laughs> that would have been funny and then you get your standards ones like hug brady because he needs it impeach brady because he needs it <laughs> yeah in, <laughs> impeach brady one season only half a season <laughs> um clean your house <laughs> which i'm surprised i'm not surprised it's a state i'm surprised that everyone was surprised it was a state like i expect a house full of frat guys just to be covered in shit well we were not in the frat to be fair just any house so, of guys yeah don't clean. no i mean they shouldn't have been surprised only because everyone from survivor had been to our house a bunch of times and the reason that was actually very controversial people did not want um that task to be in basically like everyone else in the club was like okay first of all it's unfair for cooper because like it's somehow biased in his favor that it hits his house that's being cleaned and i was like no and second of all i was like you know how many survivor parties we've had in our house this is the least these people can do for us like the survivor michigan people would treat our house like an amusement park come in trash it leave multiple times a week they just treat it like a free-for-all come in drink our booze eat our snacks make a giant mess leave 
nothing ever happened. No, they never, we never asked anything of them. This is the, the one time <laughs> get the cops called. Right. I was like, we're going to have them clean our house. Uh, yes. And if you, in the, uh, in the bonus footage that will be released in the bonus footage, you'll be able to find a fun clip of, uh, of Andrew refusing to clean our house, which I found to be the height of disrespect, honestly. And, <laughs> And I felt that his tribe deserved to lose the challenge just for that alone, for his disrespect. Yeah, they actually, they actually won. He, he clearly didn't didn't respect production enough. Yeah, his tribe actually won, but you made the executive decision like we're going to make you guys lose just for that. Yeah, speaking of Andrew, that's true. your house that's, and, that's canon. Speaking of Andrew, your house and messes and the cops, we need to. I'm starting a a poll on whose fault it was the cops are called was it andrew's house or Cooper's the answer is home? andrew's house okay so that's two for andrew's one for yours a definitive uh definite who said it was my fault aaron well okay, not your well, fault but cooper in- interesting well it's not too late for me to go back you know and give aaron a purple edit and uh edit all of her scenes out of episodes one through five so she might want to watch what she has to say you know <laughs> Maybe she account. knew she wasn't lasting long, so she knew it was safe to say. Yeah, yeah. She should be careful. Crouch should also be careful. He's I see him messing. He's still in the game, so you know, I can easily cut out all of his footage and, and make him look like the worst player in history. That that would be I mean, very, that's already very easy case. to do. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, this is another thing. What's with the whole Tarovsky nice legs thing? Why I believe that it's thing? a keep your torchlet inside joke that during season one of keep your torchlet, they thought Tarowski's legs were like on screen all the time. And so I guess we thought it'd be funny to just get a picture of Tarowski, like send Tarowski a picture of your legs and Dizami has nice legs. You mean so. keep torch your lit? That's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot they've rebranded. You know, I'm a little, a little out of the loop these days. Keep torch your lit. That's right. <laughs> I actually didn't even notice it in the episode title. I just read it as "Keep Your Torch Lit." I didn't notice the misgrammar. <laughs> I had a few people text me. They were like, "What did you bunk? Like, how did you mess that up? It, you, you shouldn't. You didn't notice that you put the words wrong." I was like, "Keep watching." Yeah, Keep I didn't watching. put them wrong. Lucy did. Yeah. Also, I would say a stitch and poke is much worse than an actual tattoo. I can't speak to it. I probably wouldn't do either, but they both, they both seemed, I mean, Lucy looked like she was in pain doing it. So I don't know. It didn't seem like a fun thing to do. Especially when you misspell it and it's like permanently on you now. Well, I don't know if this stitch and poke is permanently on you. It's not, it's not clear, but that's a little up in the air. It's a little mysterious. (laughs) Oh, another thing. We get a lot of cute Jackson and Megan moments. That's right. This is a big episode for the Megan and Jackson shippers. Because they haven't actually been in a scene together before this episode, this season. Yeah, they were saying, like, them uh, cuddling on a bench full of bird shit was their first time filming together. Yeah, yeah. I, in a lot of ways, I think it actually worked out really well that that was the case. Because it meant that when you do finally see them, it's like something that you want as the audience is to see them get, you know, hang out together on, in the show. And um, by delaying that gratification, it makes it like more exciting and a more fun scene when we do see them together in such a fun way, like doing these different tasks together, um, you know, swimming in the fountain. And um, and of course, the end no of- water. <laughs> yeah, of course, the scene at the end where Megan, you know, 
is the one that sees through this ruse from Kevin and Adam and warns Jackson that the idol they've given him is fake. <laughs> a great one of my favorite one of my favorite scenes in the whole season, probably. Yeah. Oh, that was a lot. Speaking of Kevin, so the whole mystery these past few episodes have been who has the real Pringle idol? Emily or Andrew? I keep wanting to say Emily B, but now there's only one Emily, so I don't need to say it anymore. And I've been saying from the beginning that both those idols were fake. And I thought I was proven right when it was revealed that Kevin had the real idol. Only to find out that no, this Pringle idol is not on Kevin's. For all we know, it probably still hasn't even been found yet. So, I mean, people, there was, you know, a lot of people who theorized Kevin had it and I was happy to see people theorizing that because that was exactly the breadcrumbs that I wanted people to think. Like the people who were going to dig deep into it, I thought I wanted them to think that Kevin had it because of the plot line in this episode where for dramatic purposes, we need to believe that Kevin has an idol for the story to work properly. Um, and if we, in, in the ver- there were versions of the episode where we knew that Kevin did not have an idol the whole time and it was not as good. It just didn't play as well. Um, the scene with Jackson begging Kevin for the idol felt completely pointless. And the Kevin and Adam's plan was a lot harder to follow as an audience member. It's it actually should not to be easier to just make it to make it clear that what they want their plan to be is to give both Jackson and Lucy an idol. And they sort of once they realize they can't do that, just kind of go through with it anyways in this more ass backwards kind of convoluted scheme. And it just felt like I'll, I like to put the audience in different players eyes and see the game through how they are seeing it. And in this episode, I decided that Jackson was going to be our point of view for the last couple scenes. And we're going to go through his journey. We're going to see him believe that he's being given an idol. And that makes sense to us. And then only for him to find out it's fake. And so the confusion that's hitting him in that moment is the same confusion that's hitting us. Um, I know that there are some people who feel this was like a plot twist too many and that you shouldn't like directly lie to the audience and say someone has an idol who doesn't. But again, it, I consider it like a one episode kind of thing. Like it, it all happens in the context of this episode at the beginning of the episode, at the, nothing has really changed. Like at the beginning of the episode, either Andrew or Emily has this idol. And that's what we believe at the end of the episode, either Andrew or Emily has this idol. And that's what we believe in the middle. There's this oh, shenanigans that's... with Kevin, maybe having it, but Oh, so it's still either Andrew or Emily has it. Going forward, it's still either Andrew or Emily. I'm still um, going to say neither of them have it. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> after this episode, I, I don't begrudge people thinking that. Um, but uh, from the point of view of what we are being told in the show, either Andrew or Emily has that idol. And everything to do with Kevin having it was mainly for the sake of uh, like the plot in this episode and just the way that it played it just was a lot more engaging if you believe that kevin had the idol yeah so i think we should start getting into this convoluted plan so adal wins so yay two of my draft picks are safe and sangria and pawnee go into tribal so on these tribes it's cooper bailey brie nick Sarah, Lucy, Jackson, Leia, Jesse, Andrew. Yep. 
That's so the main right. plan, the main plan is for a group of eight slash seven come together and agree on pretty much two people to go home. And it seems like it's everyone, Byron Jackson and Lucy. Yes, that's correct. That the, there's three plans in operation. The first one, the main one, is that the majority is going to split their votes four to four and four on Lucy and Jackson. And that's what seemingly everyone's on board with. But obviously, multiple different factions within that group don't really want to do that. And so they decide to do other things or tip off certain people. Yeah. So, yeah, plan A is the split between Jackson and Lucy. That's right. And now I have plan B. I literally was at work writing this stuff down, trying to make sense of it. So plan B, Cooper and Bailey, I think those are the main two, would rather, and Bree a little, would want to keep Jackson and get rid of Sarah and Lucy. Yes, but that never really gets any traction. So that does not end up like happening by the end of the episode. So we get to see more of plan C, where... Uh, What's plan C again? <laughs> this is when Sarah and Jackson get into the mix and decide to oh, blindside. Yeah, is... They decide to blindside Jesse with a very contingent plan, depending on where the votes are split. Yeah. So Sarah, Jackson get Nick and Andrew to split their votes for Jesse, and Lucy goes home. No matter which plan happens, it looks like Lucy's not not in good water at the moment. But it depends on. I suppose, but. In the final plan, we see that Sam, Adam, and Kevin are going to give Lucy an idol. So maybe she'll be okay if she plays if this she idol. Plays it. Yeah, so that's plan C slash D, where Adam gives Lucy his idol, gives Jackson what we believe is an idol, we find out it's a fake, to where they're both supposed to vote off Cooper, but really... The Sam plan, Sam and Adam plan, is for Jackson and Cooper to go. But then Jackson finds out his idol is fake because Megan somehow remembers a necklace in Adam's room. Great memory skills, Megan. And find out that idol is fake. And we're just, and that's where it's all left. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, so that more or less sums it up. Going into tribal, the majority is going to split their votes. Depending on where those votes are split, Sarah, Jackson, Nick, and Andrew may or may not vote for Jesse instead of Jackson. On top of that, Jackson has been offered this plan from Kevin and Adam that involves him and Lucy voting for Cooper, with Lucy playing an idol. And according to them, Jackson also playing an idol that he then finds out is a fake idol. So a lot of this is going to come down to what is Jackson going to do? Where are those votes actually split? Is Lucy going to play her idol? Is the idol that she was given a real idol? What kind of chaos might ensue if Lucy and Jackson announce their idols, which is what Adam and Kevin have asked them to do? Um, So there's a lot of balls up in the air and a lot of different directions that this could go. Yeah, well, Lucy loves balls. She loves to give them. She loves, I was about to say take them. That's, no. (laughs) This is not Survivor Only Fans. That's later. That's a different episode. Yeah. Um, so that's where we leave off, basically, with this Operation Forced Hibernation. Um, basically, on the doorstep of the merge. Um, uh, it was Adam who says this. This is what him and Kevin christen their plan. 
and then the whole codename kids next door. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Which I sadly never watch because I don't have access to it over here. That's tough. It's a great show. You should check it out yeah. on YouTube or something. I've only seen one episode slash movie and it uh, traumatized me as a child and it's when they all turned into zombies. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah, why yeah. I never watched the show. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That's a, that's a pretty terrifying episode. Makes sense. Yeah, trauma. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the episode. It was a crazy one for sure. And, um, you know, this is, yeah, th- this this episode and the next episode together are sort of the turning point of the season, um, of the two halves of this season. And I think together they shift us from the early game into, you know, the mid game and the merge portion of the game, basically, where it's, uh, you know, more more shenanigans is going to ensue, more drama is going to go down. Um, to a certain extent, I would say that the real story of the season hasn't even really started yet. But uh, <laughs> that's how much more that's how much more drama and craziness there is to come. So I mean, we still have 13 more people to go through. That's right. I mean, we're actually in terms of episodes, there's going to be 15 episodes. So we're not even halfway through yet. We're a little over a third of the way through. Yeah. In terms of the Um, episodes. I do want to ask. So next episode, it's starting with tribal. And then is it also going to be a tribal at the end of the episode? Um... (laughs) Or is it more uh, the beginning of episode seven is more strategy talk and the end is this double tribal? Um, I, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. I'll let people watch for themselves. Reveal. I there will be a tribal, at least one tribal council in the next episode. I can yeah. promise you that. You some people have said, Oh my god, it's gonna be another episode without tribal. No, no, no. There will be a tribal council in the next episode. I promise you. And I will not do yeah. this this sort of cliffhanger again. There will be a tribal yeah. count. There will be at least one tribal council in every episode for the rest of the season. Yes, if there is two then we have a potential of losing three people in one episode. That's all way to speed up the season. Uh, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's if you're like me and uh, you don't believe these two people are actually going home. And you do believe it's this exile twist. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that. I've also heard those people saying that they think there's going to be a uh, like re- some kind of redemption island or some kind of comeback challenge. So I don't know. I don't know. I usually hate those, but I kind of want it to happen just so if Aaron does return <laughs> and the shit she would cause, I need that to exist now. I know it doesn't, but... <laughs> and I'm usually not a fan of redemption twists. Never do them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't say. I can't say yeah. what could or could not happen on the rest of the season. But The only thing you can say is that it is worth watching. Yes, and even if you felt burned by this last episode, I would encourage you to keep watching. There's a lot of really, really great stuff to come. Um, some crazy, crazy strategy and some of the some of the craziest and I would say like most dramatic survivor that you'll ever see coming down the stretch. So I would definitely stick with it. And, uh, you know, as as Cooper said in this episode, there's a lot more tears to come. Yeah, this is only the beginning. We thought like the last episode or like the last three with Aaron bawling her eyes every three seconds that that was a lot 
we haven't even gotten to the merge yet and more people are going to cry. More hearts will be broken. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And I suppose uh, that's all to talk about this episode. A lot to get through with a no tribal episode. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It was a crazy one for sure. Um, But I've appreciated the feedback and I'm, I'm glad to see that people are excited about it and you know, even though some people are very angry, that shows that that shows they care. You know, it's better that people have strong feelings about it than have no feelings at all. So it shows that people care enough about the show to be mad at it, which is in its own way kind of gratifying. So <laughs> I prefer that their emotions they express are like, you know, love and passion, but anger and um, being irritated, you only will get mad about something that you care about. So I, that makes yeah. me feel good in a certain way as well. That it, that it is i knew this season was going to be somewhat controversial from the get-go they're just some of the things that happened in it were going name to be a survivor season that isn't yeah and i guess i decided that this this editing choice i knew would be controversial i think it will be the most controversial editing choice i don't think anything else that happens after this will be as controversial as this was so at, least, wise. At, at least editing wise yeah i think editing wise this is definitely the peak of the like really crazy editing stuff and it gets a little more normal from here on out but you know it's survivor michigan and it's all stars so it's we we do want to still keep you on your toes yeah i mean the only thing that i didn't like about this episode that just made me late for class (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry about that yeah that's because i have that's because i have to watch it in the morning i can't wait till the evening (laughs) yeah i had to check that discord you don't want to see the spoilers yeah, exactly. I wake up, turn on the Michigan episode, watch an hour and a half, realize, oh, I have to head to college now. <laughs> I don't play in a college survivor, and it's still affecting my school. <laughs> Is this what well, experience like? <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm sorry that uh, you did, there wasn't a usual guest for you to have this week because there was no one voted off, but you should have a plethora of guests to choose from next time. So, Yay! And no worries, I if, if any episode is like a big editing episode, I have to get the creator on. Of course, yeah. I'm ha- happy to come back anytime, anytime, and, and happy to answer any questions. I'm sure after episode seven, there will still be people after me with pitchforks and, and torches. So I don't expect yeah. it will satisfy everyone because it would be impossible to do that. But I'm hoping it will satisfy at least some yeah. of the people who are upset about this. Yeah, just like this episode, you can't please everyone there's one person that won't agree on sending this certain person home like trying to schedule something no one can agree on a date (laughs) yeah (laughs) no spoilers but yeah sometimes that's tough as well well thanks Ian for coming on thanks everyone for watching if you want more survivor michigan content if the cliffhanger didn't just push you off the cliff like i'm never watching it again check out survivor michigan uh episodes premiere thursday no wednesday nights it's thursday morning for me wednesday nights at a 9 p.m eastern standard time where you can catch episode seven and finally be relieved of the answer of who goes home in this double tribal episode the one thing i'm praying for is like i hope we didn't get all this build-up hype and it is just jackson and lucy going home which i feel like is going to happen I can't say. I can't. I couldn't say. I'll just have to watch the next episode and find out. You will. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, everyone.